Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to Vineyard Community Church as we continue on in a series that we're doing called The Ministry of Encouragement. And uh, we've been talking uh, throughout this ministry about the importance and the need and the timing of us getting involved in encouragement. We took four weeks and just set up the foundation of the ministry and what it looks like and and, uh, the scripture behind it. And now in these last uh, few weeks, we've been talking about something I've called the encourager's truth. And we're going to continue on that today. However, there are some things I want to talk about before we do that and things that uh, we're supposed to be doing. One of them is, as a group, we're memorizing Scripture. And we're trying to learn Hebrews 10, 19 through 25. And we've been doing a verse at a time. And so, so far, you should know Hebrews 10, 19 through 24. So if you've been working on this, I hope you have been, that's how far you should be up to now. And those verses say this. Therefore, brothers... Since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. And let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And hang on, now this is this week's, and, we, and I, got, I had this down now. And, and, I get, and, and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Now, before I get into the message, that verse have been I've been thinking about that all week. Let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. And this was the question that I had. How much time are you spending considering how to spur one another on towards love and good deeds? Because it's a scripture. And I thought to myself, you know, that's a that's a very powerful thing. Because I think we spend most of our time just trying to sort of take care of us. And yet it says, Let us consider how we might spur one another on toward love and good deeds. And I would ask you to consider that the ministry of encouragement does just that. That, that if we'll make this a part of our lives, we'll be thinking about encouraging and, and helping others, spurring others along towards love and good deeds. See, because my, my firm conviction is, is that we encourage people as they're encouraged, they'll respond and they'll encourage others as well. That it'll, it'll go on from there. And they'll, they'll be encouraged. And, and they'll move on to the ministry of encouragement as well. So we need to think about that. And, and that brings up these other two things. The ministry of encouragement at a foundational level requires two things. And we've been talking about this since the very beginning. Two things are required, two key elements. One of them is starting every day by being grateful for at least five things. And if this is not your habit yet, you've got to make it your habit. I'm not going to beat you up to do it. I'm just going to keep encouraging you to do it. If you need to, like I said, tape a little note on the bathroom mirror. Somebody sent me a magnet. I forgot to bring it up this week. They had made up. It's got the vineyard symbol on it, and it says right on the magnet, have you encouraged five people today? And the little equation is on the bottom. See, people are thinking about ways to do it. I also found a video that that embraces this idea 
of being thankful for things early in the morning and embraces a little idea having a little sticker there on the bathroom mirror. So let me see if we can run this video for you. You guys ready upstairs? Can you do that? This is a perfect example of a being thankful video. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) I put that on my blog this week and I said to myself, if I can find some pajamas like that, I'm going to make my own video. You guys would love that. Start every day by being thankful. See, it changes your perspective on everything. I love that. She can go do everything good. That video was done like 10 years ago. Uh, That little girl's like 15 or 16 now. It's funny. Um, But but that's a... That's the idea. Just take some time to remember what you're thankful for. And then every day, encourage at least two people. And that as you do that, I think, you see, that's all that part of that verse that we learned this week. You know, let us consider how we can spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Let us consider. Let's think about it. Let's figure it out. All right. So, so we have that. For this week, we need to learn Hebrews 10.25. It's a little longer in some of the verses, but it's also the last of the verses that we're going to memorize in this, in this series. It says, Let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. All the more. The day's approaching. We need to encourage one another, and all the more. This ministry of encouragement should be at the top of the list, not somewhere on the bottom, scripturally, because the day's coming. We need to encourage one another, and the world around us. So that's what this is all about and where we're at so far. Now, as I said, we've been talking about this little acronym that, that I, I'm calling the Encourager's Truth because the truth sets people free and that this is a ministry that, that uh, ministry of encouragement sets people free from this grumpy world that we're living in and hopefully gets them turned around and pointed in the right direction. And that, that uh, by using truth, there's, there's five... Uh, sort of tools that we have as encouragers that we need to be aware of and thinking about. And, and the five of them are thinking, recognizing, understanding, talking, and helping. And we've talked about so far um, the importance of right thinking, that, that uh, we need to get our perspective from the throne room of God. And we spent quite a bit of time talking about that. And, and that, that along with that, last week, we talked about learning to see. We get our, our minds right um, by, by thinking about from God's perspective, then our eyes need to open up to see the things that God sees. We need to be aware of, of people around us. We need to be aware of um, deeper things than the surface. We need to look past the surface. God looks not at the outward appearance, but looks at the heart. And we need to learn like that. 
to learn to do that. Today, we're going to talk about understanding. Uh, and understanding has to do with the ears. Understanding has to do with the ears. So last week we talked about the eyes. The week before we talked about the mind. Now we're talking about the ears. And primarily we're talking about being good listeners. And that I would, I would submit to you to think about that maybe the most powerful way you will ever encourage anyone is just by listening to them. Because people desperately want to be heard. And the main reason that most of us, because most of us are bad listeners, the main reason that people are bad listeners, get ready, it's one big reason, and here it is, you can write it down somewhere on the paper, I didn't leave a blank for it, the main reason we're bad listeners is selfishness. That's, it's as simple as that. We should be much better listeners than we are. And the reason we're not is we're just sort of so focused on ourselves that we're terrible listeners. We're terrible listeners in our relationships. We're really bad about cluing into anybody's stuff. We just don't listen. See, this whole thing, the reason I think we've lost the ability to encourage is that we've checked out of the world that we're supposed to live in. And because it's particularly fearful and messed up and all those things, we've withdrawn, we've isolated, we've... We've let a spirit of fear be our motivator instead of one of power, love, and a sound mind. And we, we sort of stepped out and, and stepped back and checked out. And, and we've gotten very self-focused. It's a byproduct of the atmosphere that we live in. And we have to choose to make a difference. We have to choose to live differently or we won't. And it starts, like I talked about, by getting our thinking right and from the throne room of God and then opening our eyes to see that it's more than us. And, and then with those things in place, now listening, hearing what we need to hear around us, he, he, hearing in a deeper way. See, all this stuff is going to require us to get under the surface and be, be real people again. We've lost so, I think we've just become very superficial in our lives. And, and we're missing it. There's a depth to life that... that all of the high-tech stuff is, I think, trying to take away from it. And I love high-tech stuff. Don't get me wrong. You know, I mean, I, I, but, but if you don't combine that with real, deep relationship, if it's not moving you in that, then it's not good for you. And, and uh, people, uh, you know, we don't have to. There's no quiet time anymore by, by just life. You know, I mean, we can always fill the noise. 24-hour television and... Movies and DVDs and, and everything you can imagine and, uh, you, you know, all the neat conveniences. There's never... And so there was a time when people used to have to sit down and talk to one another. And in talking to one another, they had to listen to each other. And, and they learned a lot of this stuff that we just don't listen anymore. You know, we, it, it's, it's becoming a lost situation and, and people miss it because they need to be heard. And so we have to dig into it. Now, the first thing that, that I want you to know is that Jesus models good listening in, in life. And Jesus, he's our, I say this, our model for life and ministry. And we can look to him to figure out what we're supposed to do. Uh, he's, you know, humanity as God intended it to be. And so we can learn from him. And there's a story in Mark chapter 10, verses 46 through 52 that I like about the way that Jesus hears. 
And it goes like this. They, then they came to Jericho. And uh, as Jesus and his disciples, uh, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, that is, son of Timaeus, was sitting by, uh, sitting by the, the red roadside begging. Pardon me. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called to the blind man, blind, blind man, Cheer up, on your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you, Jesus asked. And the blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Here's, here's what I like about this process. See, the crowd responds uh, to the way that most of us do in, in life because they don't see what God sees and they don't hear uh, the way that God hears. And, and the crowd hears this man at one level because they're telling him to shut up. But they don't hear him at a deeper level, which is his cry, and, and really a cry of faith to the Lord. See, because he, he gets it. That's Jesus walking by. He's got to get to Jesus. And, and since he can't get into the crowd because he can't see, he just begins to yell out, Son of David, have mercy on me. And, and the, he, he doesn't care that people are telling him to be quiet. He just keeps yelling it out. And I love the fact that Jesus hears that. See, they're all hearing it, but they're telling him to shut up. Jesus hears it and he stops and he says, tell him to come to me. I also get a kick out of the crowd because they go from telling him to shut up to cheer up, which is typical too. But, but nonetheless, he comes and Jesus says, what, do you, what is it you want me to do? I want to see. And Jesus hears. See, Jesus hears at a level that we need to hear. And, and this, this man seemed inconsequential to the crowd um, maybe they, they just didn't want to be bothered by him. They were following Jesus. They did, and they, they were missing the heart of the matter. Because this, this man is, is the kind of, just the kind of person that God cares about. The broken, just like us. And he hears. And, and so Jesus models this idea of, of good listening, of, of hearing with understanding. And see, that's the second point, that Jesus encouraged his disciples to become good listeners as well. And there's this, there's this story of this whole process in Matthew 13, 8 through 13. And it has to do with the way that Jesus teaches, and he teaches in parables. And, and it's in the midst of this parable that I want you to hear this point in, in from verses 8 through 13. It says, Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop 160 or 30 times what was sown. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And the disciples came to him and asked, Why do you speak to the people in parables? And he replied, The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven have been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more, and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. This is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. And though hearing, they do not hear. Or understand. See, over the last couple of weeks, I, I'm, I've been challenging us because I would say that our condition isn't one of physical blindness or physical deafness, but that, that what we often come up against is a spiritual blindness and a spiritual deafness. We don't see 
the way that God sees and we don't hear the way that God hears. We don't hear with an understanding. And, and to embrace this ministry of encouragement, we have to step outside of ourselves and we have to begin to think, to see, and to listen at a deeper level, at a more involved level, at a less selfish level. You know, it's easy to hear what you want to hear. And, and you can go through life like that and, and you miss so much. But we can tune. It's really fascinating how you're, you can tune things out. You, you know, um, it's very frustrating in relationships because we learn how to do that. And when you're together for a long time in relationship, it's not uncommon to have those frequencies just tune each other completely out. And it's not a good, healthy thing, but it happens. Um, I remember as a kid... We used to live by train tracks, and these trains used to go by at night. When I first lived there, I thought, I can't believe that. How are we ever going to sleep at night? And literally, within a very short period of time, I never heard of trains, ever. just wouldn't hear them anymore. Why? You can teach yourself to tune things out. Well, that being true, you can teach yourself to tune back in again, and to be really connected, and to hear deeper ways, and at deeper levels, and to hear with an understanding. And... And the question that we have to ask ourselves is this, and we have to be real honest, how good are you at listening? How, how, how well do you listen to others? Do you listen well enough to understand? I mean, do you, do you make it a point? Because I said it when we started, I'll say it again, learning to listen well will make you an incredibly encouraging person. People will come and seek you out if you're a good listener. Because they want someone to talk to that, that listens, that, that listens with an understanding. And so, this is what we need to move into. And, and it brings up the third point, which is how to listen well. How do we do this? And fortunately, there's a great verse to help us with this process. And it's a little tiny verse in James 1.19. And it says this. Pardon me. It says, my dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Now, this is a verse about listening well. And, and I want to talk about it just a little bit at a time. Because there's three things here that I think, if we can clue into, we'll become better listeners. And, and the first one is very simple, obviously. It's A, we need to be quick to listen. We need to be quick to listen. And what that means to me is we'll never be good listeners unless we choose to be, unless we decide to start listening well, to really listen at a deeper level. And, and so what you're choosing to, to do is to listen in an involved way. And listening like that means you have to demonstrate that you're really listening that you're interested, that you're paying attention. Don't let your mind wander. Don't look at your watch. Maintain eye contact. See, these are, these are signs that you're actually listening. Have you ever been talking to someone and just seen them disappear? They're, they're standing there, but they ain't listening. You know they ain't listening. You could say anything. They're gone. They left the building, but their body's staying there. Or they're looking around, and they're doing this. You're not going to talk to anybody that's looking at their watch. You're just not. Or if they're not looking at you, 
He, and so we have to choose. We have to say, okay, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen well. I want to be a good listener. If, 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 I don't, if nothing else in my life I get figured out, I want to get this figured out. I want to learn to listen well. And so I'm going to be quick to listen. I'm going to make that decision. I'm going to make a choice to be an encouragement. I'm going to be a good listener. I'm going to start there. So we make that choice. You want to practice this? Start it with your closest friends. If you're married, start it there with your spouse, with your kids. Whatever your situation is, start there. If you can't listen there, you won't listen anywhere else. So start there. Really work on it. Something we all can work on. So we're going to be quick to listen. We're going to make that choice. We're going to be slow to speak. Now this is, this is the hard part. Because this is what we choose to do most of the time instead of listen. Because most of us think that listening looks like letting you say two or three words. Stop listening to you. Figure out what I'm going to say. Wait for you to quit speaking, finally, so that I can share my amazing and brilliant insight with you because that's all that really matters. And, and you need to be slow to speak. So what that means is this. If you're listening to someone and you realize you are forming in your mind what you want to say, stop. Don't say that. Check back into listening. Don't worry about what you're going to say until they're done. And you know what? You might not have to say it at all. Because most people just want you to listen. They don't want you to fix it. But we're, we're not used to that. If you're coming to talk to me, you obviously want my great advice. And uh, it's really not about you. It's about me at that point. You see how quickly we turn this stuff around? And so, okay, that's, I got it. Let me just tell you how to fix it. That's not listening. And, and that's not what, what I'm talking about. I'm talking about letting someone talk and, and being slow to speak. Don't, don't just jump into it. Don't look for a way to speak. Just listen. Just listen. And, and be slow to speak. And, and with that comes this little other point. And, and you, you might wonder why it's there. This is why it's there. Slow to become angry. Slow to become angry. See, if you get frustrated while you're listening, there's, there's probably a couple of things happening. One of them is, very possibly, you're just being selfish. And you're really not choosing to be a good listener. And you'd rather they weren't speaking and... You're not doing it very well because you, you, should, you should know that when you choose to be a listener, you're going to have to do some listening. And you can't be on a, I'm going to listen for 10 seconds. Either you're going to listen or you're not going to listen. And so if you find yourself getting angry, um, you know, like, can you just get to the point, whatever, you're probably being a little selfish. Not always. There's some legitimate things that you need to talk about. See, one of them is this. We can decide we're going to be good listeners, but, but there are some times when, when that situation arises when we might just not be able to listen very well. And, and you actually have to say this. Trust me, I have to say this sometimes. I really do want to listen to you, but I'm distracted right now. And I've and I got to tell you up front, i got something else that's in, in the forefront of my mind, and I would love to listen to you, but I'm, you're not going to get my best listening right now. Can we do this a little later? Can I, can I take care of what i got to take care of? And then I'd be happy. To, to spend some time with you. And if you say that, you have to follow it up. That can't be an excuse to just get away. All right? And then every once in a while, you will run into a situation where, where you, it's not really healthy listening that's going on. Someone is sort of keeping you hostage. 
And, and at that point, it's kind of okay to say whatever you need to do to escape. But, <laughs> but you have to balance it out. There, there has to be a, a balance in it. And because and, you, you shouldn't feel like you're somebody's hostage. You should be there because you want to be there because you want to be a good listener. When it slips past that, you're better off saying either you just can't do it right now or you just you can't do, do it at all. But see, there's this there's this thing that we have to listen to. See, if and, and again, this is a, a measure of importance. If, if someone close to you needs to speak with you, the, you know, what's more important than that? I'm not saying there's never anything more important than that, but I'm saying a lot of times we, we get our priorities wrong. And so, you know, does it really matter if there's something on television that you're watching and someone wants to speak to you? Isn't, isn't that more important usually? My answer to you is, yeah, sure it is. And, and well, they should be able to wait. Well, maybe they just need to speak now. And, and what are we doing about it? See, there's, there's balance in all this stuff that we have to look at. But, but we have to take it on as what matters and what really matters. And if we're not listening to someone, why? And is it legitimate? See, that's what we have to ask ourselves. Is this a legitimate reason not to listen to people? Because there might be every now and again. But, but if I want to be an encourager, I better tune in. And I better not be selfish right now. I need to listen. And, and I'm not, you know, that's, it's okay to sort of look at that you, you, and embrace that. But we need to be better listeners because I, I don't think we're doing it very well. Um, and most of the time it's just because we're sort of consumed with our own lives. And, and so can we find the time to be good listeners? I think it's, it's very important. And then the last little point is we have to learn to listen from our, with our hearts. See, we, we have to take this to a deeper level. And, and we have to get fully involved. And, and so ultimately the best way I know how to do that is you need to start listening to people the way that you want to be listened to. You need to listen to people the way that you want to be listened to. That's golden rule stuff. Matthew seven twelve. So in everything you do to other, everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. When you're talking, think about how you want to be listened to. And then listen like that. You don't want someone not paying attention. You, you don't want someone acting like they could care less. You don't want someone that acts like they got too many things going on. And so if you want that in your life, then you start listening the right way and, and make it an important part of life. This, this is a big part of encouragement, learning to listen well. And so I want to encourage you to think about that this week, to, to think about how, how Jesus modeled listening, how he encouraged us to listen, to hear with understanding, and then the advice from James about being quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. We need to choose to be good listeners. We need to understand that listening isn't talking. And we need to check our selfishness level all the time and, and make sure that we're engaging where we need to engage and getting our priorities straight in that matter. And so that's another big tool in the arsenal of the encourager. It's using your ears to listen, to hear, to understand. And it's where God's taking us next. And so take all that in. Continue the process. Don't forget to learn verse 25 this week. Every day, remember, be thankful for five things. Get yourself some pajamas, get in front of the mirror. Do a little dance, whatever it takes. <laughs> you want to hear that video again? Uh, okay, let me, let me close and we'll play it uh, one more time. Guys, they want that video again, so get ready to queue up. But let me shut everything down first. 
So hang on. So yes, yes, but let me shut down and then we'll go from there. So if you're watching by video, thanks for watching. Uh, if you're up in Williston watching, God bless you guys. And we'll, we'll see you soon. Um, and we're going to go ahead and, and pray here tonight as a group. But God bless you. If you need anything, call us, write us, let us know. We'll take care of you from there. Okay. Go ahead and shut down the recording in all three spots. Turn off the other two things too.